This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, America's Opioid Ecosystem, How Leveraging System Interactions Can Help Curb Addiction, Overdose, and Other Harms, is in Rand Health Quarterly. This ebook highlights the role that opioids play in U.S. drug problems, as well as the critically important role that they play in medicine. The authors argue that efforts to address problems related to opioids are insufficient and sometimes contradictory. Leveraging the interactions of the opioid ecosystem, which includes substance use disorder treatment, harm reduction, medical care, and more, can reduce addiction and other harms. Our next article, In Addiction, is titled Charting the Fourth Wave, Geographic, Temporal, Race and Ethnic, and Demographic Trends in Polysubstance Fentanyl Overdose Deaths in the United States, 2010 to 2021. By 2021, stimulants were the most common drug class found in fentanyl-involved overdoses in every state in the U.S. The rise of deaths involving cocaine and methamphetamine must be understood in the context of a drug market dominated by illicit fentanyls, which have made polysubstance use more sought after and commonplace. Our next article, Buprenorphine Dose and Time to Discontinuation Among Patients with Opioid Use Disorder in the Era of Fentanyl, is in JAMA Network Open. With fentanyl and other high-potency opioids now driving overdose deaths, this cohort study considered whether high doses of buprenorphine are required to maintain treatment retention for patients using fentanyl versus heroin. More than half of patients were prescribed 16 mg daily at the start of treatment. Each patient was followed for 180 days to assess treatment retention. Patients prescribed higher doses of buprenorphine were 20% more likely to stay in treatment. As a result, the authors argue that higher doses of buprenorphine may be optimal for treatment retention. A new study in drug and alcohol dependence is titled Potential Effect of Antidepressants on Remission from Cocaine Use Disorder. This study extracted data from a 100 million patient database to identify patients with cocaine use disorder and depression. The study found that bupropion was the only antidepressant with statistically significant association with remission of cocaine use disorder. The authors note that of 22 genes associated with cocaine use disorder, four are targeted by bupropion. The authors conclude that bupropion may have utility in treating patients with cocaine use disorder and depression or nicotine dependence. Next, we have a study in Journal of American Heart Association titled Association Between Alcohol Consumption and Ectopic Fat in the multi-ethnic study of atherosclerosis. In this study, the authors assessed alcohol intake and binge drinking and fat distribution. They found a J-shaped association with persons reporting heavy and or binge drinking having higher ectopic fat. Additional research is needed to examine how ectopic fat distribution may mediate the association between alcohol and cardiovascular disease. A new article by SAMHSA titled Recovery from Substance Use and Mental Health Problems Among Adults in the United States. Utilizing data from the 2021 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, SAMHSA examined potential factors associated with self-report of recovery for substance use and mental health. Low income, use of government assistance, and lower levels of education were all associated with a higher prevalence of recovery from substance use, but lower prevalence of recovery from mental health issues. In addition, having insurance, better overall health, and no history of legal involvement were associated with higher reports of recovery for mental health issues. 
A new article in Substance Abuse Treatment, Prevention, and Policy is titled Pharmacy-Based Methadone Treatment in the U.S. Views of Pharmacists and Opioid Treatment Program Staff. This study interviewed staff at the OTP and the pharmacy about their perspectives on a program to electronically prescribe methadone. Staff at both areas were supportive of the program. Benefits to patients included shorter travel distances and more flexible hours. Pharmacists enjoyed the opportunity that direct patient contact gave them to see patients benefit from their efforts. The study notes that similar programs exist in Canada, the UK, and Australia. Our final article is titled, Recovery Incentives Program, California's Contingency Management Benefit, and is in Preventative Medicine. Currently, no medication is available to treat stimulant use disorder. Contingency management is considered the most effective behavioral intervention to treat this disease. In California, the Recovery Incentives Program, launched in April 2023, is a protocol where participants can receive up to $599 over a six-month period, contingent upon 36 stimulant-negative UDS results. Implementation of this program could result in the widespread use of this modality nationally for the opportunity to reduce deaths related to stimulant use. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.